Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM, The Voice. I'm Ken Lewis on staff with FCA here in the state of Idaho, and my guest today is one of our FCA Idaho board members and longtime friend, Ed Castledine. Ed, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Good morning, Ken. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to see you again. And uh, I know we get to spend some time together this week at a pastor's church conference this week. And that was a good time visiting with a lot of a lot of pastors here in the community, wasn't it? Was, it? it was great. It was, uh, I was actually surprised at the number of pastors we know. You know, and you put a 150 of them in a room, and and there's just the relationships that go back so many years. Some of them going back clear to grade school. Um, <laughs> it was kind of fun seeing a lot of those folks. So yeah, that was fun. Well, that's great. Well, hey, so you've you've been on our board. You had a, a stint kind of around 2009, and for about was it four, five, six years, something somewhere like that? around there, yeah. And then you got a lot busier with life and. But you've been back on. When did you join us again with this? Uh, it would have been spring of last year. Okay, um, yeah, that's right. We got back in, and I took. Yeah, I had to take a little bit of a sabbatical with our uh, our six kids. There's a point at which things are so busy, the idea of doing anything extra is uh, overwhelming, and so yeah. I appreciate you giving me a few years of vacation. <laughs> well, and it was fun because I know you you had texted me and we last spring and we got together and. Uh, for breakfast over there in Napa at the little diner there. And uh, man, we just three hours went by like that. Well, and it was great to hear from the, you know, from after being gone from the board for a little while, what was new and mm-hmm. what was happening with FCA. And to say that I was compelled would be a, the understatement of the year. <laughs> uh, when you you know just give me the update, so it's yeah. it's it's awesome being back involved for well, sure. Yeah, praise God. Well, we we're so thankful to the Lord have you back involved and on our board, and as well as all our board members. And I know we've interviewed some of them. We're trying to get through all our board members. And but Ed, we want to. I know. I know. Oh, first off, folks, uh, before we jump into a little more about Ed, we've got some FCA wrestling camps coming up with Josh Newberg in March, and uh, you can go to fcaidaho.org to get more information about that. And then also we've got an archery camp coming up in Fruitland in March, and uh, that's going to be for youth kids. I believe it's uh, during spring break. It's, I think, the third or fourth week there in March. So some activities. I know we've got a wrestling camp that we're going to have over there too. So you can get more information at fcidaho.org, and you can contact us there. So, Well, Ed, um, Heart of the Athlete here, we get to hear about what God's doing in the lives of local athletes and coaches. And you were a local athlete. And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, I first got to know, I think I got to know you through your dad, who who was at NNU when I was wrestling in college at NNU. Just loved talking with your dad. And But tell us a little bit about you, how, how you got involved in sports and, and what sports did you get involved in? Well, <clears throat> yeah, from an early age, I, uh, I yeah, sports was pretty well my life. I, I absolutely loved playing Anything with a ball, uh, I loved, except for football. I was never tough enough to play football. Uh, and I had one season of wrestling that was embarrassing. I, I won, know, you discussed that with I me, won one you? match, yeah, because of a forfeit. So <laughs> my family loves to give me a hard time about that. Um, so I wasn't tough enough to wrestle or to play football. So baseball and basketball were mm-hmm. my, my uh, absolute love. And I golfed a lot. Our mm-hmm. family golfs, and so we did that. But I competed in, you know, in baseball and basketball through high school and then into college and, uh-huh. and um 
and really was was blessed to be able to play and and uh, at those levels and uh, absolutely loved it. Baseball was was my was my favorite sport. Uh huh. And I pitched and played first base, played for NNU for a couple of years, and then traveled uh, out to Ohio and finished uh, my last two years of eligibility at Mount Vernon Nazarene College uh-huh. uh, just outside of Columbus. So that was a, uh, yeah, good good time. Yeah, that's cool. What positions do you play in high school and college? High school, mainly just first base. And then when I got to college, because I was left-handed uh-huh. and I could throw kind of hard, then I started pitching in, in okay. college. At both NNU and Mount Vernon? At both, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had a I I have what most would consider to be a pretty average pitching career. I had a few few days where you know I caught lightning in a bottle and and uh, did pretty well, and then I had other days where I couldn't get anybody out. So <laughs> I, it was one of, one of those. And I would consider myself not a real pitcher. I was more of a thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, and so several of my friends and even and my relatives. I've got two cousins that played professional baseball and. And of course, with Sean okay. and some of our guys yeah, on our staff yep. who have had real baseball careers, um, you know, I pale in comparison to those boys. Uh-huh. Um, but I sure enjoyed playing; just loved yeah. loved playing baseball. So back then, NNU was NAI. Mm-hmm. Was Mount Vernon NAI as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Mount Vernon, I, I believe, back then we were NAI Division One. Okay. And we competed. Uh, we had a great team. I think my first year at Mount Vernon, I think we won forty two games and wow my senior year i think we won 38 and we were winning the district uh wow, postseason any postseason we would go to the national tournament uh-huh. um and uh did okay but didn't really get very far in the, uh-huh. in the national tournaments but yeah. just being there and competing was right. was quite an experience yeah so you graduated napa high 87 87 mm-hmm. so you played basketball so you probably played against scott stewart I right. did. Because back then, yes. Mer- was that what, was Meridian in Napa? Because there was a time there was like a A1 Division two that Napa dropped down. Was that during that time? No, we were we were the same division as Meridian. Okay. And, uh, so you played he, against Scott. I played against Scott. And Scott was always bigger, stronger, faster, and, and uh, smarter and better looking than I, <laughs> than I was. But I do have the, the, the one I hold over him and will till the day I die, the, the 1986 district uh, basketball playoffs where – uh, Nampa High, we were the gross underdogs, and uh, and uh, I think that was the year. I think I can't remember what Meridian's record was, but they were undefeated. Oh um, wow! I just can't remember how many wins they had. And we, you caught yeah, them. We caught them. We 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 beat them, and um, and we beat them badly. Uh, and so <laughs> <laughs> I love to talk to Scott about that. Oh wow! Well, that's great. Yeah, Scott, he's a wonderful guy, and I just love Scott. You know, he's been on our board too, and yeah. and uh, so. Well, um, any coaching experience that you've had an opportunity to? And I've got six kids. You, you've probably coached some of your kids' teams, right? Yeah, I coached uh, a little basketball, uh, but honestly, basketball moves too quickly for me to coach, so I, I can't really keep up with it. But I have coached some baseball, uh, especially with the boys when they were young. Um, coached a couple of years in their um, their junior junior leagues, uh-huh. and uh, Really enjoyed that. Actually, uh-huh. uh, a lot of fun. Of course, with work, it's always difficult, you know, to to juggle a work schedule and then and then coaching if you're going to do it well. Right. But I re- I really enjoyed I enjoyed the uh, coaching baseball for sure. Yeah. And your dad coached as well. I remember your dad. Uh, there was uh, one a season or two at N and U. Yeah, right? he coached the baseball team. I can't remember what years those were. Um, uh, there's still some of my favorite memories of knowing that my dad was a college baseball coach. And then, and then also listening to my dad describe his coaching career, it's uh, very entertaining. Uh, very entertaining to hear dad talk about his coaching days. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you surrendered your life 
to Christ and how you came to the foot of the cross and yielded to, to Jesus. I really, I was fortunate to grow up in a home that loved Jesus. And so I saw very early on my parents model for me what it looked like to yeah. be a Christian and to love Jesus and to love people. Yeah, so I felt that draw in my heart early as a, as a child. I, I don't remember exactly how old I was. I was probably eight, nine years old, somewhere around uh -huh. there. And Sue Stans was my, I'll never forget this, Sue Stans was my Sunday school teacher. And my best friend, Joe Pepley, we, we, we gave our heart to the Lord the same, the same morning. And she, uh, Sue, made an invitation to us. Joe and I were quite aware of our sins and our need of a Savior. Wow. And, uh, and we got saved the same morning. I, I really, I didn't get real serious about my walk with the Lord until, until my senior year of college was probably where I, I guess you'd call it, rededicated my life. And um, really began rec recognizing the sin issues in my life and mm -hmm. that my need for a savior wasn't just for forgiveness of my sin, but to get away from my sin, to turn mm -hmm. my back on it and really right. go another direction. And praise the Lord, he was so faithful to me. And then I refer though to probably the most significant spiritual growth in my life happened about 15 years ago, maybe 18 years ago, when a pastor challenged uh, our congregation to reading his word. Mm -hmm. And um, he called us biblically illiterate. Hmm. And I took that personally because mm -hmm. I knew he was right. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though I was doing my best to follow Jesus, I didn't know him through his word. Mm -hmm. And um, he challenged us to read an hour a day. Wow! And so I started doing that really started just plowing through God's word. And uh, that changed my life. It hmm. uh, changed a lot of my beliefs. And I would say really began to align me. And, and really, I think really started the sanctification process in hmm. painful and long as it is. Um, I look at that as that's when things really began. Wow. It's, as you're talking about that, I remember some of those conversations. We were in your home a couple times and just talking with you and Allison, just how I remember you and you guys were making that commitment as a family. And and uh, it's like the Lord was like saying, come on in, mm -hmm. come and see, come and taste and see. And, mm -hmm. and uh, well, that's awesome. Um, I know that you've, you, you put different passages and you focus on them from time to time and, and year to year mm -hmm. now, it, it, you know, here we are, you know, all, all these years later. Mm -hmm. and, and you've got a favorite passage right now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Why don't you share that a little bit with our listeners? Yeah, so a few weeks, well, I, I try to um, have a, a reading goal uh, each year. Yeah, I do uh, better when I have goals and I can see them and, and touch them and know, you know, kind of where I'm supposed to be. And so I, I get on these reading plans, but my wife actually, Allison, is the one that has been, she's been great about memorizing scripture and mm -hmm. has been a real example to me about committing to memory Bible verses and then passages passages of scripture that just become hers for yeah. a period of time. Yeah. And uh, a few weeks ago, our pastor, Pastor Keith, I go to Grace Bible Church in Nampa, and um, he was preaching, and he and he and he came. He he talked about uh, a chapter in Psalms, and it's actually Psalms thirty four. Yeah, and uh, I'll just I'll read it to you. This is so. This is my my commitment for this year. This is my passage for the year, and so I'm I'm in the process of memorizing this, and I am terrible at at uh, memorizing anything, and so it, it takes me a little a little work. But I'll just I'll read it quick quickly for you. Psalms 34, uh, 1 through 10. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak of his praises. I will boast only mm. in the Lord. Mm. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us see. Let, come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. 
Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. Mm. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. And those those verses speak to me where I've been, mm-hmm. and where I am, and I think mm-hmm. where I'm going. Yeah. And uh, there's there's just so much wow. in those ten verses, and uh, it's one of, one of the things I love about the Lord. I just I love that through His Word He reveals Himself to us. Yeah. And is so faithful to Himself. Yeah. And we get the benefit from that. Yeah. So yeah, that's the. Now all I got to so, do is I've got eleven months left to memorize that <laughs> that's great <laughs> so for our listeners again give them the passage the whole passage there again yeah it's psalms 34 1 through 10 wow so good so you were talking about alice and your wife and by the way folks uh, today here on heart of the athlete visiting with uh, ed castledine on heart of the athlete here and uh one of our fc idaho board members you're talking about your wife and scripture memorization as you're diving into this what are some of the things that you you guys have done some of the just practical ways that has helped you might encourage some of our listeners here today well uh so i'll just speak to the speak to the men uh for those of you guys who are listening um you know i my wife early on wanted to pray together and i resisted that for years i resisted it Mm -hmm. i would do it from time to time but Mm -hmm. i really resisted it and finally the lord just kind of broke through my heart and uh and and i you know i I recognized that you know i didn't really have a real prayer life and so i began praying with her and we we pretty much uh pray together every night and uh, we used to both pray, um, but sometimes her prayers might get a little long, and I would sometimes fall asleep, honestly. And so, uh, so now we now we take turns, and one of us prays one night, and the other one prays the next night. So that's cool. That's been something that's been really special between us to mm-hmm. be able to hold each other up in prayer, yeah. as well as to to be faithful in praying for our kids and our grandkids and our family. That's been really great. The other thing that we did, we committed to a long, long time ago, and it's something I saw my mom and dad do, was especially when the kids were really young, mm-hmm. we started having uh, every morning, my wife would make breakfast for the kids before they go to school and we would get up and yeah. I would prepare a little devotional and, and, um, and we, would, we would go through that and then we would do prayer requests with our kids and, and uh, we did that all the way through high school. And I, looking back, those are some of the best memories and wouldn't trade it for the world. But you know that really took both uh, you know, Allison's effort as well as mine. It was a real team yeah uh, effort to pull that off and yeah. so that was that was really good wow that's cool i know uh judy and i we 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 try to pray together at night our our more of our rhythm is in the morning mm-hmm. together and uh before we leave you know the house and go off to our busy days and and you know there's always things you know come out hey what do you got going you know what can we pray about you know and it's so good to have you know, my wife pray for me and vice versa, you know, mm-hmm. I know for her. So I know one thing too, I dug these out real quick. I, I keep these in my backpack. I kind of went old school back with scripture memorization mm-hmm. and using three by five cards, something that you used to do a long time ago. You know, I've yeah. got all these digital resources and helps and things like that, you know, which are great, yeah. which is really good. And a lot of people spend a lot of time on my phone and I 
got my time on the phone too and i use mm-hmm. you version bible app and i know there's a few others but yeah i i can put it on the dash of my car mm-hmm. i could maybe if it's something that god's really brought my attention to i can pull it out put it on the mirror or put it somewhere else you know on my mm-hmm. desk or whatever so i don't know it got my old scribbles you know but and i yeah i mean that's been helpful to me and i feel like man you know we got to fight that i don't know our busyness and humanness mm-hmm. of but like you said that challenge of getting into the word of god and how and let let the living word of God change us. Correct. You know, that the Lord. Well, when I saw you get those cards that I was cracking up because <laughs> I, um, I, I used to do the same thing. In fact, uh, the first four uh, lines of, of, the, of Psalm 34, one to 10, to I've, got them, I've got them written down. I usually carry them in my pocket. Yeah. And then, and that's what I've, that's what I've yeah. done. But the other thing though, is when I would, when I would do the uh, devotional with the kids, I wrote them on a three by five card. And so, I've, at home, I've got stacks and stacks oh, yeah, yeah. of those from the different. Yeah. I've got them broken down by years. You know what? Yeah. And, you know, and I, it reminds me of you know when the Israelites crossed crossed the crossed the Jordan or the Red Sea when they got to the you know the Lord said pick up some stones and stack them and that'll be a yeah. forever you know uh, help you remember what I did yeah, for you here exactly. And that's what those cards are to me. Yeah. Um, I whenever I look at them, I know yeah. God is faithful. And God is the one that led us to do what He did and gave us the strength and conviction to do it. It wasn't yeah. us. Yeah, and uh, that's a that's a pretty cool reminder. Yeah, I know. Uh, at our coaches huddles, uh, I'll bring blank ones mm-hmm. and we'll pass them all out to everybody. We'll say, "Hey, what's your favorite verse?" Everybody will write it, and then we'll, I'll give them a second card and we say, "Okay, rotate yours oh, to yeah. the guy to your right." And then we write, I write down, you know, I'd write down yours and you'd have the next, you know, and then, then you get two cards and you, you go away, you get two verses to focus on that week, you know, and then we do it again the next week. And, you know, it was just a way, a cool way, you know, on a weekly basis with a, with a men's group, you know, cause I mean, we need these things as guys, right? I mean, helpful things to help us remember. So I also love it that God has a sense of humor and, um, and uh, I think sometimes he uses his word to, to, to make us laugh a little. And uh, it, I was reminded of this yesterday morning. I haven't told you this, but uh-huh. for those of you who don't know, we were at the conference and it was my job, thanks to Ken giving it to me, to go up in front of all the pastors and do the initial sort of welcome or whatever. Yesterday morning in my reading plan, I happened to be in Job. So I don't know about you, but if you know, whenever I'm gonna go up in front of a, a, a large group of people and do any speaking, you know, I'm always asking the Lord, hey, what do you have for me? You know, do you, uh-huh. any direction or, or guidance, you know, anything that you can help me? And I looked and I'm, I'm every morning I'm in his word for probably an hour. And so I've lots of passages, right? Well, I'm thinking about that yesterday morning at about five when I'm reading. Okay. And literally this is the verse that I was reading after I was having the, that thought, okay, Lord, what can you guide me to say today? Okay, let me go there too. Tell me where. Or, it's Job 16.3. Okay. And, the, and it is, I think it's Eliphaz, one of uh, Job's supposed buddies who's giving him advice. And oh, this, is wow. what, this is what he says. Won't you ever stop blowing hot air? <laughs> What makes you keep on talking? <laughs> and I thought, okay, I need to keep my comments brief yesterday. <laughs> but I also had to laugh thinking, okay, Lord, you know, that's actually pretty funny. And uh, I think God has a good sense of humor. At least I'm hoping he has yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, we try to, I think maybe too, we, we, we maybe we throw too much of our own little opinions or, or we let the culture mm-hmm. influence our thoughts mm-hmm. and things we communicate versus the word of God. Right, what we're talking about this morning. So, 
Well, hey, Ed, we got a few minutes left here. I want to just visit with you a little bit about, you know, why, why, why FCA? Why, why excited about your calling as a board member and being involved with FCA and your family? And uh, I mean, what do you see Jesus doing right now through the ministry of FCA? And why, why should others get involved? You know, I, it, it's a good question. I, for me, you know, making much of Jesus is a big deal. And, um, uh, you know, like I've said in the past, I feel like I've missed so many opportunities hmm. to do that that I'm, I'm really insistent to stop missing opportunities to to talk about him, to boast of him, mm-hmm. and what he's done and what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, and uh, I want to be faithful to that. And when I see, you know, particularly like right now with FCA, is I see the Lord moving. I see doors opening. You know, at the board level and with you, we always talk about it. We see so many great people who have close vibrant relationships with jesus that are coming to our organization and wanting to work with us similarly we see schools opening their doors you know teachers and coaches calling and saying hey we want to start a huddle and and, uh, we want to get involved with fca and you know i i think coming out of covid and some of the challenges that we've had politically socially economically i think god is moving Mm -hmm. and what an amazingly fun opportunity to be able to look yeah. around and see where he's working yeah. and then dive on that. Yeah. And that's what I feel like we're doing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, th- I also think the opportunity to work with churches and to partner with the churches who are actively preaching Jesus and making much of him and his yeah. work, what an amazing opportunity we have to, to work with those people and, and to, to be engaged in proclaiming the good news to, yeah. uh, to young people all over the valley. Yeah, yeah, praise God. Well, I can attribute one of the things I feel like that as God is blessing FCA, he's bringing more people to get involved, more people to come on staff, more people to, I, I think that FCA, we're really trying to stay grounded in the word of God and not let culture detour us and, and, and shift us and blow us. And, and whether it's the sanctity of life, all these different issues that are being influenced. And at the same time, be led by the Holy Spirit and look for those opportunities. Like you said, you know, being our opportunistic. I know we're sitting here looking at this list of people that pastors that talked to us yesterday and lots of very interesting opportunities and exciting too. So I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be, be a part of that, you know, that God would still have us up, you know, we're getting up there in age Ed. I mean, here we are, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, for sure. so we're like, you know, but God's not done with this yet. And, uh, we got a, a great place at the table for all kinds of folks, retired coaches. We could use some retired coaches that want to get back in the game and maybe it's at a school or to be a part of a coach's group or people with all the different sports, whether it's pickleball or triathlon or skateboarding or, or the regular stick and ball sports at schools or clubs. And, you know, we've got 10 club baseball teams in the, uh, the softball team. So I think this is a, this is a unique time where, you know, your comment about, you know, we need coaches. It's so true. And I would, I would encourage anybody that's listening to us, you know, if you've coached a sport and you love Jesus and you love kids, mm-hmm. I can't think of a better place to be. Mm-hmm. The The opportunity is significant. You know, so many of the families that are jumping in to be involved with FCA and put their kids into FCA, they don't know Jesus. And as we were talking about yesterday, we're not asking anybody to go to some distant place mm-hmm. or, or try to figure out how to go approach, you know, kids for Jesus. The yeah. kids are coming to us. Right. And a lot of them don't know him. So what a fun opportunity to be able to coach, you know, and, and have all the enjoyment that goes along with coaching mm-hmm. 
and do it in a in a missional way. Yeah. Do it in a way Praise that's God. proclaiming Jesus to a bunch of kids who are open to hearing about yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's the best case scenario. Some great opportunities. Wow. Well, the time's flown by here, Ed. So thanks so much for being a hard athlete today. And it's been so cool to see, you know, how God has used you and your wife, you know, the things you talked about earlier and uh, that are great encouragement to our listeners and our families. And uh, in the words of uh, the great modern theologian, John Cooper, the lead singer of Skillet, when he talks about the hope of our country and what is, is Christian marriages, strong husbands and wives for Jesus and, and, and discipling their kids. And I, and I look at you and Allison and that's, that's what, God has done through you guys. So praise God. And yeah, praise uh, the Lord. Yeah. So, well, thanks again for being on Heart of the Athlete today. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for the Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You